This is Logical Empathy, episode 26. And I was just thinking that there's a benefit to men being unconscious. And the benefit is men don't realize how unhappy they are. This came up for me as I was lying in bed, not sleeping, annoyed by where my life is at this moment because I'm conscious enough to tap the entirety of me to know that I'm unhappy. I'm I'm aware that my passions are unfulfilled. I'm aware that I'm capable of more. I'm aware that I built a world for myself that didn't serve me didn't serve the greater human, all greater humanity. And because I do think that's what men are. Men are, men are the people who make the world go. And to the extent that I was unconscious, it kept me average, it kept me mediocre, it kept me in line with a system that just put me, the status quo, it was a way to keep me comfortable with the status quo saying, this is enough, this is what you're capable of, don't make waves, it makes for a more static society. It makes for a world where there's less change. So there's a benefit to unconscious men in that they're more, yes, this is the larger point, they're more controllable. They're more controllable in the macro sense. On the micro sense, they're less controllable because they are reactive and like angrier and emotionally unstable. I love my definition for an unconscious man. An unconscious man overreacts. I'd say that is the telltale sign of an unconscious man. And it's something that, it's just a characteristic of him, but the unconscious man is, he takes what he's given and he does what he's told. He lives by rules that other people set. Often, I mean, that, that doesn't hold true always, But, I mean, there are many unconscious men who are just, they can still be capitalistic killers. They can still be hard driven and still, and be emotionally erratic. But for the most part, I believe once we become conscious and we tap into the entirety of our emotional experience, it becomes an unwillingness to settle, 
an unwillingness to not be what our destiny says it will be or should be. And for me, that certainly created a tremendous amount of life upheaval and still does. And as I'm sitting here still tearing my life apart, doing a job that I loathe while I build this new career, or at least this new passion, I'm waking up at 4.30 because I'm full of anxiety about doing these things that I hate and continuing to live this life that I don't love. And it just reminds me that consciousness, consciousness isn't all good. It's if it can be a reminder that, not a reminder, it can be a source of unhappiness if we're aware of our passions and aware of our goals and aware of our own unhappiness, our own complete emotional depth. If we're aware of all those things and we're not living up to them, well, then it becomes a source of unhappiness, it becomes a source of sadness. And for some of us, it might even be a source of fear because I think it necessarily involves goal setting, giant goal setting. I, and once we set an audacious goal, we have to go after it. And it's anxiety inducing to create an audacious goal. It is hard to hard to build all those skills and have all that discomfort while building those skills, putting oneself into new situations and if necessary, making large scale changes in one's life. This is all really, really hard. It's so much easier to deny the existence of that inner fire that I sometimes talk about. Because it all comes together. Consciousness is the complete understanding of one's behavior and the repercussions of one's actions. And the repercussions of one, one's actions is A, it's external and it's about people, right? It's about treating people right. But it's also about who am I and what am I gonna do what are the repercussions of my actions for myself and the world? And those have to be in alignment. Those actions have to be in alignment with our core, our core values. And usually they involve some kind of audacious goal. And it's just scary to have that and involves a re a rejiggering of all other mini goals. And that's scary. And that's it. I'm anxious because there's so much to do. 
so little time to do it and I'm not sure how to do it and some of it's not going well and I have to do a bunch of other things that I hate in the process and maybe at a certain point passion will take over and maybe as I listen to Tom Bailiu, that's right, you pronounce his name, the impact theory guy, he implies that when you've got passion, it's not, he says it's hard, but the passion will drive you. And maybe that's when he's all in on his new job and he can work cheap and like work long hours. And so maybe that's just not where I am. Maybe I'm still in that weird spot where I'm breaking free from the life that I dislike or the breaking free from the life that I hate. And I'm not re I haven't reached that passion zone yet. But in my experience, there's just so much pain in this that it would be tempting to live in that unconscious place and not feel that level of pain. So let's let's take a look at the matrix itself. What was easier? Living inside the matrix or living outside the matrix? There's value in being outside the matrix. You can see you can see a bigger world. But that world is uglier. That world is harder. The world is harsher. So there's value in being unconscious. It's scary and pulling people out of the matrix is probably what should be done. But, and I guess I'm saying I can see why anybody would not want to, what anybody would, why people would want to stay in the ego reinforcement of their current reality because their current reality is what keeps them safe and as far as they know, happy. And why would anybody threaten their own happiness by making large changes? I can say that it's meaningful. I can say that I'm happier. But I've talked before that it's cycles of happiness and unhappiness. I've had four consecutive weekends where I've done personal growth work and then and then three retreats and then one medicine ceremony and afterwards I feel like crap I have to reconcile what the work I did was and why I'm not who or what I think I should be how I'm learning basically learning new skills and those skills aren't something that I have so I have to adjust my personality to take them inside and it's it's just difficult it, it's not some kind of easy process altering who I am is hard this whole thing is hard being conscious is hard, harder. Yeah, I'll say that. Being conscious is happier. I'm happier, but it's also harder. So 
I don't know what that means. It maybe maybe that is what I mean. So if I view being conscious as a sine wave, right? You've got its one's happiness is high and low, just in cycles of it. And but an unconscious person would just be a straight line, more or less, or at a very minimum, uh, a sine wave with lower lower lows and lower highs. In my judgment. So there's value to being unconscious. I I don't I do, wouldn't go back and do it, but I can see why others wouldn't want to do it. Because there's a lot of pain here. That's the end of this episode of Logical Empathy.